So, okay, college tennis done, ATP tour done. You transition to coaching. Right, yeah. And, you know, the transition from professional tennis to the next uh, career is is an interesting one and, and can be quite challenging, as I found out. And it could take many years for, you know, uh, people to actually find uh, their path forward. It's interesting, you know, you, you, most people are getting started uh, in their careers at 30, 31. I, I retired from tennis at 30, so essentially ended one career. And uh, so you're still very young and and trying to figure out, you know, what uh, what next to do. I I always felt coaching uh, is something I could do. I had started coaching a little bit those last few years, and you know, my parents were coaches, and so I grew up around coaches, and and I felt that would be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that transition, uh, I took some years. I got into coaching. I led a program, uh, then went to business school for two years. Got into you know got some corporate experience. So that was wonderful. I, I saw a different part of of the world, and and it was a good experience for me because I learned a lot. And then I, I really found my passion and and calling back to tennis. And so you know I have been back into tennis and trying to help develop players. And I think one of the things that that inspires me is uh, the benefits of sport right. and making an impact in people's lives through sport. You know, I, I, I can't think of a better way to to serve people and, and to, you know, when, when I see the joy in the face of kids playing and, and just it's it's a wonderful feeling. And I think sport is a wonderful way to to uh, to make an impact. Um, and And also, I think from, from a professional standpoint, you know, as a player, I think that even though I got to a high level, uh, as I look back, I feel there was a lot more in me, um, could have gone a lot further. Mm-hmm. And so I think that motivates me to, to support players now who have the same aspirations that I did. And uh, now I have the opportunity to share with them what I learned the the you know good decisions that I made the mistakes I made I can I can help them navigate uh, this journey um, you know and, and even the parents it, it, professional tennis is a complex journey it's it's you know not well understood and and I feel that I'm uniquely positioned to to help people think through it and understand all that goes into it and then to help the players really maximize and go as far as they can go so that's the endeavor is to promote the sport, get a lot of players playing and enjoying it. And then uh, parallel to that, supporting players who, who want to go to the higher levels and, and helping them get there. Great, great. So um, how do you, do you still have that competitive feeling when you're coaching? Because I, I asked this because when I got, I obviously didn't reach the level you reached, but um, even when I got done with my tennis career and I, you know, started taking a few privates, you know, private coaching and all that, I I still had that feeling of wanting to compete instead of just teaching. So did you have a, a similar experience? You know, maybe initially, of course, you, you've let go of, you know, when I, when I stopped playing on the tour, I, there were reasons why I stopped and, and had to transition and, and, um, 
you know, I, I, I did feel that it's difficult. I, you know, it wasn't, I still felt I had more in me that mm-hmm. clearly I, I could play a little bit, a couple more years and, um, but again, no regrets. I, I think I, I gave it a good run too. So, so maybe that initially, yeah, it's a little difficult, but then I, no, I haven't str- struggled with that piece. I, you know, I understand that now in coaching, it's not about me. It's, right. it's about the player. It's about others. And my role is to serve others, to help others. So, um, you know, it's, it's not about me competing or I, I don't miss that. In fact, I enjoy helping others. And I also try to put my ego aside as a coach. I, I, you know, I'm not here to prove anything. And if my players play well, I say, you know, they, they take the credit. Uh, the credit is to them. Uh, I'm there. I, I will still ask them what they did well. What did they learn? What do we need to work on? And yeah. if, if they lost, uh, that's still the focus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so I, you know, try to put my, so yeah, I don't feel that, you know, I'm, uh, I need to be overly competitive. In, in, in fact, the attitude that, you know, I have, which is more process focused, um, I enjoy the experience. I think that's a wonderful, healthy attitude to have. Um, and it comes from this understanding that it's a journey. Uh, it's a long process and that, you know, one needs to be balanced through it. And, and also the acceptance that they're going to be, you know, ups, they're going to be downs and, and we just have to move forward. So, so uh, yeah, I, I enjoy what I'm doing and I enjoy watching my players play and, uh, and just keeping them motivated and happy. And, um, you know, just recently, one of my players this past weekend played a tournament and, you know, it's, it's fun to watch them and then have those discussions. I've been in their shoes. I know how they feel. So that's maybe one advantage of having been a player right. uh, that I can, you know, understand the, the players' emotions and feelings and, and be able to talk to them um, at that level. That's great. That's great to know. And um, tell, what's Tennessee? Tennessee is my tennis program. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we have uh, group lessons for kids as young as, you know, we, for grades one through 12. So, so I've partnered with a school here and we offer uh, summer, uh, spring, summer and fall programs for beginning level and intermediate level uh, kids. And the idea here is to, uh, you know, get them introduced to the game, get them enjoying the game, learning the game, the right fundamentals and providing a platform for them to, to play at higher levels if, if that's the desire or to just give them a good experience in the game. And, and that will translate to many, you know, good things in their life. I mean, they, they'll, they'll keep playing tennis and, and enjoy the sport. And so it's really about promoting the sport, supporting the sport. And then parallel to that, we have a high performance group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are players that are looking, junior players that are looking to play for their high school teams. Uh, they may have an aspiration to, to play college tennis. Some are aiming to play even further. And I try to support them with high quality training and guidance uh, in terms of you know, helping them along their, their journey. So lots of coaching here in Minnesota. Uh, group coaching for the kids. I, I work with a few adults as well. And I enjoy working with adults as well, because, you know, people of all ages and skill levels, um, tennis is a source of joy. And, and it's great to, to, to support 
players, uh, you know, who, who enjoy the game and, and want to stay active and, and keep improving. I'd say the adult uh, piece of it is, is, a, is a smaller piece. The major focus is junior tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's in Minnesota. And then I've done camps uh, in India where, you know, last year before the pandemic, um, I have visited uh, places like Chandigarh, tied up with academies there and conducted, uh, you know, weekly camps to support the players there and, and give, you know, provide them with, uh, an international level of coaching and, and just guidance. A lot, lot of you know, times parents have questions on, on their uh, sort of the next steps, the journey. So just providing guidance and, and trying to develop players and support them in India as well. I made a trip to Sri Lanka as well. So, uh, you know, continuing to, to uh, give back and, and try in my best capacity to uh, help and support uh, players both in the US and India and in fact anywhere in the world you know uh, nowadays with technology um, there, there's a lot we can do by just watching video and, and providing guidance sure sure so so what what's unique about tennessee like what do you what do you do to help your players you know um, what's unique about it is the uh, the passion and sincerity with which um, I approach what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus just doing it as a career. I, you know, um, so so how does that trans that translates to you know the personal interaction that I have with each player. Right. I personally know them. Um, I've I'm I'm working with them on the court. There is that that personal connection, I'm thinking about their goals. Um, what are they looking for? And, and, and creating that environment in training and in matches to support uh, their goals. So, so that, you know, personal involvement, um, uh, of course, the background and expertise that, that I have developed through dedicating my life to tennis, um, that is a uniqueness about what I'm doing. And, and then, um, you know, I think bringing that perspective that tennis is, sport is not just about winning. Right. You know, it's, it's not just about accomplishments. Uh, there is much more to this. It's, you know, if, and so trying to spread that message that, you know, the value is in playing. Uh, your 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 uh, your involvement in the sport, your your being in a healthy environment, an environment that understands, uh, you know, uh, that is supporting that is supporting their their uh, play. So I talk about creating a a supportive uh, environment that that also is fun and where everyone feels part of it. So you know, our players really feel part of a program that cares for them and, and there's that connection. And I think that is what makes our program very unique mm-hmm. versus maybe a program that's just trying to grow and, and have N number of kids. And, you know, that, you know, it's, it's much different than that. And I think we see that in the relationships that we have with all of the families that, uh, that come and, 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 you know, want to uh, gain something from this sport. Sure. So is this what you mean by supporting higher player development standards? Yes, I, you know, I, I think that is important. Uh, you know, the way we approach 
the programs, the, the coaches that I'm training, I, I spend a lot of time with my assistants training them. They're not just sent on the court, you know, and said, okay, now go to court uh, and then, you know, go to the court and now run a group. I, I spend time training them, developing them. For me, culture is important. And that starts with our team and them understanding our goals and our program's culture, the, the type of environment that we want to create. So there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. And, and I'm proud to do that. And I, and I feel that, you know, again, that's very important. That's a big part of my role is developing uh, young coaches and working with them and, and then being very much involved uh, from all level, you know, all the levels and ages on the court, and trying to both create, a, you know, a fun environment, but at the same time, an environment that you know you can clearly see there's a plan, there's a structure, there's a focus on developing skills, yeah. and and then and the progressions. Sometimes that fun element, uh, you know, is there, but but the other piece is lost, and I feel strongly that both can coexist. And, and we work very hard to, to do that. And, you know, the feedback that we've got, and I think that people recognize that when they come to our lessons and programs, uh, we, 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 are, we are trying our best to, to improve the skills and, and aiming for those higher standards of player development. Even if it's a beginner who's just starting, making sure that, you know, they are, um, you know, they're developing the point of contact. They are, they're doing fundamental drills that are helping them to set the foundation for them to play higher, that those drills, those skills are not being overlooked. And now all of a sudden you've got a player at 12, 13 years old who is so-called high performance, but they have fundamental flaws or they haven't developed a, a solid point of contact. They cannot hit the backhand, you know, all these things mm -hmm. you see. Right. And those are things that, you know, if you get it right at the age of six and seven, that foundation is important. And so I've really enjoyed uh, working with kids even at that age. Because that's really, to me, where a lot of player development happens. You know, it's those early years. Uh, and of course, you know, by the time the player is 17, 18, you want to see a well-developed player. And at that time, you know, as they go into college and beyond, the, the coaching changes. It, it becomes a little bit more refined. You're, you're looking for those uh, additional opportunities to, um, to keep moving them forward. Sure, sure. So... You had some tennis programs in Minnesota and the U.S. and then uh, India as well. You had some summer camps. Yeah, in India, I did, uh, uh, you know, these are typically camps that could last five days or, you know, maybe even a shorter clinic. But typically, I would say a week. Uh, so in Chandigarh, we partnered with Roots Tennis Academy, okay. uh, which has a couple of centers. And uh, I did a camp, um, I think this time last year. Right. And I was there in India for a month, but I, I spent about uh, a week in Chandigarh working with uh, with players from the academy, but also from around the the region that came. And and uh, we'd have two sessions a day, uh, you know, intensive tennis training, and then we also had one session for uh, the beginning uh, intermediate level kids. So trying to touch as many kids as we can and support their tennis, inspire them, keep moving them forward. Uh, and so that that was really the plan. We also had uh, Enerzal, which is a company in India that that has a uh, sports uh, sports drink product. Uh, so their support to organize a clinic in Mumbai. We had over a hundred kids at the clinic at Prak Tennis. So, you know, trying to bring together um, the support that we need to to conduct camps and and to be able to uh, help help the players and 
and uh, impact their journey. Sure, sure. So, you know, one week, 10 days, five days, what do you look to improve uh, upon uh, their game? Because obviously, five to 10 days, you can really, you can't really make a lot of changes. So what do you really focus on during these sessions? See, I think it's, uh, you make a valid point, but I think what this is, is an experience uh, that can be a catalyst mm -hmm. to, um, to, to keeping their motivation in the sport, to yeah. providing the motivation to keep going. Yeah. You know, the, the relationship, the, the experiences we have. Like if I think back to my experiences as a junior, sometimes it's not the things that, you know, happened over years. It, it could be even a day or it could be a conversation right. that really inspired me. And so that's what I try to do is when I'm on the court with them, just yeah. to be with them, you know, to, to, to help them, to support them, to share what I can share. Again, depending on what I'm seeing, you know, as a coach, you're always mindful of not just what you say, but how much you say, because if you say too much, then, then, you know, that message also gets, so you're always trying to find that balance. Right. right. Um, and that's different from player to player, but, but I'm there with them on the court for mm -hmm. those five, six hours. And, right. you know, they, they can feel that. And, and through that time, whatever time I have with them, it could be a few hours, it could be five days, it could be longer, but yeah. whatever time I have, uh, you know, trying to make an impact. Yeah. And if it's one thing, it's one thing, but it's one thing that's moving them forward. Right. And the other thing I, I feel is it's not just those five days. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is a relationship that started and, you know, several players and parents have stayed in touch with me mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm uh, remotely helping them or they know that, you know, I I'm there or, you know, so, so, yeah. so it's, the, the value of, of that uh, connection is not just that time that we're on the court, but it could be ongoing. Definitely. And, uh, and that's what I try to do. And, uh, you know, so, so you're right, you know, in, in five days or in 10 days or even a month, sometimes even a year, you, you, you know, you need more time to develop a player, but uh, whatever I can do within the time that I have, uh, I'm trying to do uh, something positive in their life. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I, I can totally relate because I remember we were training in Sri Lanka, like, you know, we have these two week ITF tournaments and then you, if you, you know, lose early, you get to stay back for a week. So there was uh, a coach, I guess, he had coached or trained Yuki at some point in time and he said something that was around nine years back and I still remember it till date. So it's just right. these one or two words, you know, one, two sentences, that one piece of advice you, anyone can, you know, you can give and that may stay with them for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. You know, the, the motivation or just saying a kind word and again, you know, genuine, sincerely, but motivating a player, just continuing to, to let them know that they should keep going. That's a big thing, right? Particularly in India, I, I grew up there. You you mentioned it. You know, that's what we go through at every stage. There's that opportunity of moving away from it because of the pressures or people around you are saying things. You know, maybe going to school, maybe going to that. This is, and so I'm very aware of that. So even if I can just be uh, 
be able to play a role in, in helping them believe in themselves, right? Um, th that is something that I think is a win for everyone. Um, and we, and, you know, we, I remember back to the camp last year, we, we also had, there's always opportunities for leadership training too, right? I mean, when you're in tennis, you're in a group setting, there are times when you're playing a player who's better than you. There's a time when you're playing in a, in a group where you're the best player. And, you know, so even simple things like that, but trying to, uh, talk to players about that and, and, you know, motivating others and it's okay if you're the best player on the court, but, you know, motivate others, keep trying your best, focus on yourself and then try to help those around you. That type of message I think is very powerful too. And, uh, you know, if we can make that impact, we're, uh, like I said, we're, um, you know, we're, we're doing our job and, and that's the objective. For sure. For sure. So the camps in the U S and then in India, do you see some great talent in India coming up, you know, uh, in the grassroots level as compared to the US? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so to clarify, my, my coaching in the US is, is year round. Um, so, sure. you know, now as we go into the winters, I, I have groups and I'm working with players, um, you know, throughout the year. I have a player who's actively, you know, who's in college and, and, and aiming to, to play professionally. And, and, but I think a majority of my players right now here in Minnesota are junior players who are aiming to play for their high school tennis uh, at a level. So, so I work with them all year. Mm -hmm. um, to answer your question on um, talent, right? Uh, whether the, the level of talent that I've seen in India, is, is that right? Did yes, I get that right? Compared to the US at the grassroots level. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I, I, I think uh, what I was very impressed uh, or, uh, or is the situation in India, uh, and I'll make some comparisons, but uh, here, for example, at the grassroots level, so if you're talking about beginners or you're talking about school level, mm -hmm. um, one of the interesting things, and this is, again, a Minnesota experience, it, it you know, could be different. And I think it is different in maybe in California or Texas or Florida, you know, different parts of the US, it's a big country and, and based on weather and culture, uh, it's quite different. But in Minnesota, um, what's interesting is, uh, you know, the, the kids are, are, are encouraged. Uh, and, and this is probably true all over the US, but they're encouraged to play in, in a lot of sports. So, uh, you know, specialization, uh, is not so much of the focus, but it's quite often they're playing tennis in, in the warmer months. They may be playing basketball or hockey, you know, um, in, in the winter. And, and that's encouraged. So multiple sports, multiple activities. A lot of times my students are, you know, playing tennis and they're also in music and, and you know, other th uh, things, extracurricular activities. So uh, I think a lot of kids, you know, this well-rounded focus, a lot of experiences, that is definitely evident here. And what that means is uh, that the time commitment for tennis has to be, you know, accordingly adjusted. So right. here I would say uh, if a player is playing three times a week, um, that's probably high commitment, wow. right? Whereas in India, uh, what, what I saw uh, in the academies and programs that I visited and, and what is my experience growing up was a lot of players are, you know, they're going to school, but then they are uh, playing tennis. So they're tennis players. Right. And uh, I'm not sure that they're doing other sports. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're playing in India, I would say a high commitment would be five to six times a week, right? It's not unusual 
to have yeah, lots yeah. of players who are playing maybe even every day, maybe taking a day off in a week. And that's what I saw. Yeah. You know, in Chandigarh, lots of players are really dedicated and committed to tennis. And, and in fact, even at a young age, the parents are, you know, talking about professional tennis and, and really going after that dream. So um, I think that is... Uh, not the not the majority here. There Maybe a few, but I think largely here, uh, they're playing as an experience. They they understand the value of the sport, and and you know majority are potentially aiming to play, like I said, for their school. Right. So um, so that's interesting. You know that uh, in in one way, I think the kids in India that I saw are putting in a lot of time. They're dedicated. Their families are there to support them as best they can. But one of the things uh, that I think is lacking, or at least what I felt there is a need for, is a high level of coaching expertise, someone to guide them right. and, and, and to really help them along the journey. So, so that uh, is clearly maybe an area that uh, becomes a, a big challenge to overcome. Sure, sure. So... Uh, and then as far as the talent, you know, there was very, imp- I mean, high, high potential, you know, as I see, um, there's a book called Peak written by Anders Ericsson, and, and I believe in that philosophy, but what Anders Ericsson, uh, you know, talks about in the book is, and through the research that he's done in, in uh, sport and in many, many fields, uh, he re- redefines in a way what is high potential and what is talent, and it's not you know, in his words and what I believe, it's not what we what we think of normally, you know, a talented player, somebody who's gifted or has some gift, but it's really a player who's showing a lot of passion for the game. Someone who is, you know, who loves to be on the court right. and uh, is willing to put in the time because no matter what your, you know, initial ability to take up the sport or your natural uh, playing style, uh, you'll have to put a lot of time in. Uh, to get to a high level. And it's the kids who have that intrinsic joy uh, who are the ones who are more likely going to really go through it. So uh, I saw a lot of kids like that in India. I saw a lot of them really enjoying their time on the court. Uh, if I if I said, you know, we're going to start at 6 a.m., they'd all be there, mm-hmm. you know, so they're ready. And they were there every day. We were training two sessions. And even on the fifth day, there was no tiredness. There was a willingness to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And so to me, you know, that's, that's high potential. And, and that's what I have seen even, again, uh, growing up there. And that's the point I make, that we have never lacked um, high potential players. Uh, that has been in abundance. Uh, and, you know, we, we haven't developed them. Uh, and we haven't provided the opportunity for, for them to, to really go as far as their potential um, would take them and and uh, you know I, I I feel passionate about this and and, and as much as I can you know I, I, I can I'm going to do whatever I can to to support now and into the future right uh, because it's there and uh, in one way it's it's a bit unfortunate that uh, that a lot of it has you know the talent and the potential has has been lost sure sure so one piece of advice for parents of tennis players. Yeah. Um, so let's maybe break it up into two, two uh, sort of groups, right? One is the group of parents that um, want to introduce their, their kids to the sport um, 
and uh, want their kids to play, enjoy the sport, gain from all of the benefits of tennis that, that we've talked about in this interview. And I think just, you know, continuing to encourage them to get involved in tennis, um, to keep it fun, to, uh, to, you know, just, just enjoy the sport and the experience and, and, and find, you know, programs that, that uh, are dedicated to, to teaching the game in, in, a, in a structured way. You can see, you know, because I think uh, sometimes kids uh, end up, if they're not developed well, you know, appropriately with the right skills, tennis is a high skill sport. So it can be, you know, it can, you, you've got to get those progressions right at the beginner level. And this is something that, that you know, I've been learning and I continue to, to learn from experience and, and from courses and, you know, uh, from the resources that are out there. But at the beginning level and early levels, uh, to, to understand how to train and make it skill appropriate to, to have those progressions properly timed. Those are all, those can all impact the experience of a player and whether they will stay in the sport. And sometimes if it becomes too hard or too challenging or the environment is not right, you know, that can lead to them um, getting away from the sport, maybe going to something else. So it's important to select the right program and, and to, uh, you know, to, to do the best there that you can. Uh, and continue to understand the bigger, broader benefits of the sport and, and keep encouraging your children to play. Uh, so that would be for the, for the group uh, uh, that, that wants to play tennis um, and enjoy the sport. And then for the group that is looking to, you know, develop their children and maybe have aspirations of high level, national level uh, play or even international level play, maybe they want to aim for a division one college scholarship in the US Mm-hmm. There, I, I, I really believe in, in building a relationship with the coach and the coaching team, right? Uh, to committing, finding a coach that you feel is the right fit. I think that's a very big, that's an important decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, whom you select to, to help develop your child and then building a relationship with them. Not just going there and, you know, playing a little bit, then going somewhere else and somewhere else. And you have bits and pieces and, and the relationship's more transactional in my view. But as a coach, now I, you know, I, I really look for players who, who understand the value and, and are there to develop a relationship and work along a plan and are committed. You know, they, they understand it's going to take time, but they're committed and, and they see the value in in that relationship. And I think that's important uh, to, to try to become a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if you look at, again, I, I'll mention Nadal, but he's a good example of a player who had a team from a young age, you know, stayed with them, stayed committed, and you can see the results, right? right. So I'd encourage those parents to, to get settled in a program, in a system, and, uh, and to work with that and, um, you know, I think in the long term, that's going to be much more beneficial than um, than just uh, sort of trying to navigate all this by yourself and making decisions. And even incorporating the coach's view in decisions like, you know, which tournaments to play, scheduling. So right. these are important and, and the coach is there to, to provide their expertise. Definitely, definitely. Um, Harsh? I have taken too much of your time. <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for all the value you've given today. 
yeah, it's a pleasure. And, you know, thanks for the opportunity to, to come on your podcast. And it was great talking to you. And um, I hope our the viewers enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, uh, hope that I've been able to share some value and, and that can help people uh, in their journey. So thanks a lot. Yes, of course you have. Um, so a lot of people would definitely want to get in touch with you. They definitely would want to know more about Tennessee. So where can they find you? Where can they find out more about Tennessee? Yeah, sure. So uh, the website is a great spot to learn more about our tennis program. Okay. It's uh, tennisity.com, T-E-N-I-C-I-T-Y.com. So there I regularly update the program offerings um, and I have blogs as well. I, you know, I've been sharing the success stories of, of the players that uh, train with me mm-hmm. uh, and then blogs on other aspects as well, including one on the process where I've written an article on, uh, you know, immersing yourself in the journey, letting the results unfold. So you'll find a lot of valuable resources on the website. Um, in addition to that, Facebook, uh, you know, Tennessee's Facebook page, we have updates there. Uh, post some videos and um, so that's a nice spot LinkedIn as well Tennessee's LinkedIn page and then if you're looking for some instructional content I have quite a bit on uh, Tennessee's YouTube channel lots of uh, drills that you could even you know during the pandemic early early part of this year lots of videos on uh, swings and exercises you can do at home and then several other videos and and uh, resources uh, for stroke development and so forth. So, so those are uh, ways that people can learn more about me and the program. And uh, I look forward to to connecting with those who um, who we can support. Perfect, perfect. I'll have all the links on the show notes. So, um, guys, please do check out Harsh's incredible program. And um, yes, thank you, Harsh. Really appreciate it again. And uh, Hopefully, we could, uh, you could come back for some more topics. Sure, absolutely. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to our uh, next chat. Yeah, cheers.